Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. To another episode of Hypecast. It's it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. Hello, David Bell. I'm your other host that you're all familiar with. I'm here all the time, every week, every time. And my name is uh, is it Jot Jet Slam Slammy Slam. Slummy, Rama. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome, Slummy Slum. Uh, um, hey. I mean, not welcome. You're here every week. Yeah. Um, welcome back. You mean as as I'm, back, all, I'm always Slummy welcomed Slum. back. Yeah. Uh, listen, folks. Tom's fine. His <laughs> internet broke, <laughs> like, like catastrophically. So, um, or I don't know. I don't. It's, you it don't does sound like a bit Tom's of a... life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it was. It, it's like in a way that's like. After after having having to be gone, uh, this is just such a silly problem he's having. Uh, right, and it's not like the normal way that people's internet is usually out. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a whole big thing. Is the point? He's fine. Everyone's fine. It's a it's a logistical problem. Um, so I I guess we wish him the best of luck. Wish, best of luck, Tom. When you eventually listen to this, when your internet works. Yes, we we everybody. Please keep his internet in your hearts. Uh, Cody, how are you? I'm great. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. I'm Cody. Hi. Uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah? I'm hyped is what I am. Are you hyped? I'm so hyped. I'm excited. I love you... movies and talking about them in positive or negative ways. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're just really excited about it Mm -hmm. you know like that's that's all that matters yeah i'm excited about things being bad i'm excited about them being good i'm excited about them just existing so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's good yeah all right we're on the same page um well i guess let's let's uh let's name some uh uh, producers then let's let's get right into it let's let's tell them their names let yeah let's let's (laughs) tell them their names these Um, are your names everybody Big big thank you to uh, children love the meat Millie, thank you. <laughs> yes, that's our newest one. Uh, real classy. Uh, thank you to Grumblebee. Uh, thank you to Doc Garby. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Del Griffith, the shower curtain fella. Thank you to Lef, just Lef. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Boom. That's a um. That's a Django Fett reference, Cody. Oh, I like because of his yeah, seismic yeah. charge. He's got, he's got the seismic charges in, the, in space. He's got the bombs in space. Yep. 
thank you to Jake. Jake. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you to these seven bees. And thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Uh, Cody, you want to? You want to? You want to? This is one of the things I've been hyped about. So I, I, yeah? I, I really wanted to thank uh, Davy Francis for the revenge. Thank you. Thank you to MVB. Always. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Absolute thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Absolutely not. No way. Uh, thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. It's true. It's true. But I don't. So thanks anyway. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Look, Tom says he's cool. Tom right, says he's good. cool. I, tr- I trust Tom. Okay, good, 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 yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, thank you to uh, Bob Grenville. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Stephen. Thank Steven. you. Uh, thank you to Down Home Chicken. Uh, thank you to Han Tumi, the confused cyborg. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Uh, really big thanks to Happy Ed Two Hundred Nine. Oh yeah. Real big thanks to Happy... Nope, I already said that. Thank you. <laughs> Real big to Tom and Dave are good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Thank yeah. you to Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Oh, you did it. You sang. That's right. And thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Oh, yes. God, yes, Cody. Fuck, Yes wonderful work thank you um, thank you for allowing me to do the work yeah yeah oh yeah oh anytime 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 uh, i can just say like tom you're not on today <laughs> or you yeah you can replace one of us uh it's it's great just whenever it'll awesome. be fine okay yeah uh all right let's talk about some trailers mm. um specifically the eternals had a new final trailer um which means i guess it's coming out soon i should look that up Cody, where are you in Marvel fatigue? Um, I guess I'm I'm slightly uh, I'm slightly over the fatigue. I guess um, obviously there's been a big gap due to circumstances. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have not seen Black Widow uh, yet. Um, okay. I might eventually. Um, it's the kind of movie I feel like was. Uh, not that I like super care about any of these movies, but right. uh, sort of shortchanged, not just because of the like delay and all that, but also because apparently it takes place after Civil War. Yeah. So they should have had it made then. Yes. It's really. Like it probably would have been like it's... pretty good and successful if it came out when the character was alive and like yes. the height of all this. And it seems like a lot of it is about like the family you make and that sort of thing, which seems to like feed into her character in Endgame and Infinity War. So like, wouldn't that have been nice to do? It feels like such an afterthought, and that really, it it's not only that it has very little charisma or style to it yeah like it doesn't the writing and the directing because it was so uh churned out uh so overly produced there's just very little personality 
But it ends with her like, now I got to go help some friends. And she gets in the Avengers thing and flies off. And I'm thinking like, oh, she's going to go die now. Right. Like, <laughs> like It's so For weird. Hawkeye. Like, yeah. of all people. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that seems like really awkward to do. Like, again, it's not even like, obviously it would have been. It's even worse that it was like delayed because of like the production of the pandemic and everything. Like it would have yeah. been really weird if it came out after Infinity War and all those anyway, but the double time, I don't know. It's just like what 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 are we getting out of this other than like a fun little adventure? There's um between yeah. that, WandaVision and the Loki series, which I watched them all. Oh, and Captain uh, America and mm, or not Winter Captain Soldier, America, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that the problem with like my fatigue is that and I think me and Tom have talked about it a few times, like all of these shows are maintenance. None of them actually continue the story. They're all like, like you remember at the end of Lord of the Rings where they have like five endings. Yeah, It's that it's like, and by the way, this is what happened to that character. And by the way, and they, the most they do is reset a lot of the, um, canon. Like they reset a lot of stuff right. or they yeah, so, resurrect some people here and there. Yes, and it's, well, they do do that. Um, yeah, it's but, a lot of, yeah, maintenance and just sort of like transitioning for like it, the uh, the stuff that we used to do, it's coming again soon, but first you gotta know this right. and this and this and this. And I think this is supposed to be, I think, the first thing that actually pushes the the premise forward. Where they're like, okay, next phase. What's what's the big bad guy? What's going to be happening? You know, yeah, it seems I like think it. that's what this is. Um, oh, what I'm really, ex- oh, go on. Oh, just say I, I do. It does seem like so. The only two I I haven't watched the Winter Soldier uh, show. Um, it it just seems less fun, <laughs> like a fun. It romp. was fine. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's fine. Um, I was yeah. I was thought Winter Soldier was kind of a boring character weirdly um but yeah uh but like so i watched wandavision i watched the loki show it does seem like the villain in the loki show again spoilers i don't know who watches these yeah, who cares whatever fun. but like the 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 reveal of like the villain or whatever at the end of that does seem like he's gonna be like the thanos of this phase ultimately or like one of them like one of the big uh figures not just in the loki show Oh, I can see that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like there, there's, they're cl- like they're clearly setting up this um, multi, all the multiverse stuff. Like even with Wandavision and stuff, like there's going to be uh, like uh, what the the Doctor Strange show or movie is like the mountains of the uh, multiverse of madness or whatever. Uh, yeah, the spider, the next Spider Man is probably gonna have like other Spider Men in it and the villains from other uh studios versions of spider-man stuff like that where like they know (laughs) they've done like well reality changed and we got rid of all the people and then we brought them all back so like it's it's all this multiverse stuff and it just seems like prepping everybody for the weirdest storylines and most confusing stuff um it's also going to be a nightmare because i think (laughs) i mean endgame introduced time travel they just now like if you remember the avengers just have a time machine now they do they just have one they, uh they need that particle or whatever don't they he, there's they like need some the pin particles yeah, some rules but those aren't you can fucking get those. i'm sure you i could. mean you can fucking yeah. make that shit uh and then you can 
Combine that with like the Eternals. I love that they sort of like explain why they didn't stop nine eleven, but and also like the snap and stuff because the big uh, six eyed space robot yeah, yeah. is like, don't do that, and they're like, all right. And so they're going to have to be explaining that stuff, too, where they're like, so there's been these superheroes, and here's why we haven't heard of them until now. So I think there's just going to be... <sighs> well, right, it's all, it's all that I stuff, mean, right? Like, even yeah, even Captain Marvel showing up at the end of Endgame, where it's like, you know she could destroy everybody, <laughs> at, right, but, we, but to... you can't. you got to explain this. You have to explain why yeah. all these superhuman beings are not being superhuman. She was busy. She literally says in that one, like, there's other planets to attend to. And it's like, sure. But, like, Thanos. Right, right, right. Like, like, <laughs> like he's, like, the guy. If you take remember? care of that, it'll solve <laughs> the other problems, probably. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they. it really feels like it. As, as the series progressed, it got shakier and shakier like that. And now, coming into this new phase, I'm just, I have no fucking idea how any of this is going to work out and not be really fucking sweaty. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I do think, it, it, I, you know, some people will love it. Some people will be confused. I Part of me is like, with something like the Eternals, I'm like, I don't know anything about this. Um, any of these characters, the beings, the, what, the deviants or whatever, any of that stuff, I have no prior knowledge, unlike, you know, various things I know about it, like the other, all the other things. So like it, to me, it's like, okay, this weird thing, it doesn't have, like, it's not Marvel to me. It's not like a comic book thing. It's like, okay, do that. And maybe it'll do something interesting because it is a little weirder. I don't think it will necessarily. Um, it seems like it might, it it seems like it's going to be, uh, aesthetically weirder and like you know they're obviously like the characters are these other like gods or whatever um which we've also seen in thor but like uh it seems like it'll still like come back to like and now it's it but they're like when you get down to it, it's marvel stuff like obviously the it's got that line in the trailer like if you love something and in my head i'm like you protect them you protect them say you protect them say you protect them she said you protect them <laughs> Um, so it's like obviously like the you know the uh, shorthand for like movies, um, yeah. But like my one so, Wandavision. I don't know how you felt about Wandavision. Um, I I did enjoy parts of it. I thought that the, uh, at least the first half especially was like at least that's interesting. At least they're doing something that they haven't done before. At least they're trying to, to tell this story in a different way, even if it is like slightly predictable. Um, right. And I, I was enjoying it, but then like they, they ruined it, <laughs> but like, yes, they're, they're... I would, you, you, Oh, I would argue that Loki had the same problem where it's that Marvel can't think past having people physically fight each other. Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating. It... Not, not even like the yeah. physical fight, which I would have like understood, um, but like the way the the way the show is written, you're introducing this conflict with these two main characters. Um, Wanda isn't necessarily the antagonist, but like she like they're like regardless. So I don't know how much I need to explain about the plot, but basically, you have this character who's like the a hero, but also she's doing the thing, right? It's Wanda's world that is doing all this stuff. She's the bad guy kind of, even though she's not doing it on purpose. She's dealing with her grief via this thing that is also hurting people in the process. So you set up this conflict where these two characters who love each other are going to come to a head. There's going to be 
a conflict between them because Vision isn't going to allow that to happen and Wanda wants it to keep going, right? And so right. you have this like, okay, that's that'll be that'll be interesting. That's like a conflict between like two good characters who uh maybe they'll have to fight each other. I don't know. And then but then at the last fucking second they're like, actually, another evil witch was doing it the whole time. And then you have this built-in excuse of like, okay, I guess so I guess Wanda and Vision are gonna team up and fight the evil witch. So they they, right. they don't do the thing that the show kind of promised it would do like there was a setup of like they're gonna it's gonna be a different kind of conflict and story whether or not it ends with them fighting and duking it out which is to be expected in all these movies but they're like no 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 no. actually uh the real conflict is the secret witch that they have to fight together and it's just so lazy yeah they're really good at setting up these really seemingly complex ideas and then taking the easy way out um because that whole thing is it starts with like yeah wanda and her grief and she's an outcast and how is she going to get over it uh and exact everything that you're saying and then they're at, by the end they're like it's okay we brought vision back like they bring vision yeah. back and, and then they have her at the end just be an outcast and sad again and it and it occurs to you like wait why did we do any of this right like and what you realize were we doing <laughs> yeah the answer is plot maintenance the answer is they brought Vision back. So, oh, we get Vision. There's a Vision. Don't need to worry about that. All that stuff about grief we were saying didn't matter. Did not matter. Uh, she d- Does she learn anything? Does her character change? No. Uh, and then we, we brought in, like, a couple more superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, introduced a couple more people that we're going to use in later right. shows. Right. Yeah, you'll, you'll just you wait. It'll get good eventually. Um, That's basically what Black Widow is as well, is that besides the fact that it's fairly useless they use it to like boost future things of course Uh, and again it it just felt like all this plot maintenance shit and i just i i really think that marvel is i i can't see another successful 10 years of this i just i think this is gonna i think it's gonna fizzle out yeah Uh, i think it's it's bound to uh but also maybe it won't and maybe it'll just go on forever and this is all there is forever. Yeah. Um, but like, I, just I think, think that... I just think back of Harry Potter versus fantastic beasts. And it's like, I think, I think this is another one of those. That is but... true. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, it's definitely getting more convoluted and like, again, like, yeah, all the maintenance and like, okay, it's actually this and like, Oh no. I, so we got to set up this for this. They definitely are planning ahead. And I, I still maintain that the, first three phases and the you know the decade of movies and it culminating in uh endgame very impressive like yeah good good job but do we are we is this is this forever now right um yeah and like once you get like once you get like weird like multiverse spider-man it's like then what like where do you go you keep doing it has to be keep it's just getting bigger itself. and bigger until yeah until it eats itself yeah that's the problem is like multiverse time travel like these are the things that like this is why comic books tend to reset i think is how they handle it right uh and like i i don't know if i maybe this is a situation where they can do the same thing where they can say okay we're just gonna do the avengers again uh, but I feel like it's going to be real. They nailed it so much. It's like, 
it's it's sort of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit where it's like, and now the story of the Hobbit, and we're like, yeah, right. we're all set. Yeah, we don't <laughs> like. You you told it. You told it well. The first thing, the first thing you did was really good, and so yeah, they did sort of nail it. And I wish I wish more franchises would just take a fucking bow, yeah. and walk away. Yeah. But Marvel, it's hard because they're this huge studio, and they only make one thing, and so like they either have to do this or fall apart. Right. Yeah. I mean them yeah absolutely like that's the the, where the position they're in now it is this it's like too big to fail but like you're gonna you'll eventually you get big and then fail um yeah like you have because like right now also if you go on disney plus it's not like other streaming uh platforms where it's like watch this show or watch this show or like here are all the here are comedies Here's action right. movies. It's literally it says Marvel and then it says Star Wars and then it says Pixar. Right. Like those are the channels. So like Marvel isn't just like this these stories that they're doing, these movies. It's it's a channel. They have a Marvel right. channel, so they have to keep pumping out Marvel shows and movies because that's there's a dedicated like service now for it. Right. Um, it is a company it's yeah it's the same with lucasfilm it's just because remember when lucasfilm at first was like we're gonna make other things now they're just we're star wars it's to put it into perspective it's like if there was a studio called harry potter that right. was like everything we make is harry potter you know you know who actually it's weird to compliment them <laughs> is figuring out what to do is dc because dc realized fuck cinematic universes let's just like put out a bunch of separate movies like suicide squad and the new the robert pattinson batman Mm -hmm. they don't take place in the same universe they don't need to or maybe they do and who cares like right that's that's the secret is they took all their properties and they're just saying let's put out like a studio would a bunch of wildly different films with wildly different styles. Yeah, different tones, different uh, different actors playing the same character and stuff. Because that's also yeah. comics, right? Like, that's what it usually is. Uh, yeah, You exactly. have all these different kinds of runs of these characters. And uh, I think DC got away with it, gets away with it, I think, maybe not, not so much anymore, though. Because, like, Marvel, like, all these characters are household names. Um, right. I think for a while, it was like, oh, everyone knows Superman and Batman. Those are like the two. Um, so you can sort right. of do that. Uh, but you don't have to anymore. Um, and I also think it's it's uh, probably harder for Marvel, too, because there are certain elements of it where, like, Tony Stark specifically, I think, where, like, that's the actor who is the character. And right. you can't really – you can't do it again. <laughs> Uh, you can't do the comic book thing where you have okay another writer's doing a different different run or whatever unless you get Robert Downey Jr. to play that character again for people right. to accept unless, it like or unless we wait a really long a really time. long time exactly yeah uh, and so yeah they've sort of they've really fucked themselves over because Marvel basically they've put all this money and effort and build this company based off a very niche genre that happens to be popular right now. And that, and it's, but it's not a genre like action. It's or horror. Right. It's it's superhero films that are Marvel. Right. Properties. The genre is characters in a universe, in a specific universe. Yeah. Like Star Wars, used to be. Oh, it's like a, a fantasy space 
opera kind of thing, like sci-fi, like thing that right. like there's a genre for Star Wars, but now the genre is Star Wars, right? Um, and yeah, which and so, like, I don't know. We'll see. I guess yeah, we'll see. Uh, like, we'll get to Star Wars. We'll certainly yes. get to Star oh, Wars in this oh, episode. But first, we got to talk about the movie Afterlife <laughs> of the Party. Man. Cody. This movie. <laughs> this movie fucking blows my mind, man. Like This is, for people who haven't seen the trailer, it's a woman who at a party dies. Uh, she hits her head on the toilet in a freak accident. She parties too hard. She's a partier. She, like, parties with her yep. friends and stuff. And then she comes back from the dead to right wrongs. She's got a list. Uh, She's got a guardian angel telling her, like, here, you got to make amends with these people in your life. And music plays and she kind of does it. There are lines in it that I think the trailer thinks are jokes. <laughs> and they say them. And uh, it yep. just, the whole movie, it just, it just feels like it was written in like the mid 90s. And no one wanted to make it because it wasn't a very good script. Uh, again, as the trailer, if the trailer is any indication, like the script itself is not very good. Um, and they just buried it. And they're like, well, we need a movie. We need another movie because we're always making movies. Netflix, we need we need a movie today. Yeah. We have a movie come out every day on Netflix. We need one for fucking uh, September 9th or whatever it is. <laughs> and they're like, well, this fucking movie about a girl who dies and then writes wrongs because of an angel. And then they made it. And like, it's just and like, I remember, I remember watching the trailer and thinking like, wow, this is like mid this is like mid 90s schlock bullshit oh yeah uh, and and thinking like the only thing that would make this movie even more so is a talking dog <laughs> and the trailer oh, ends God. with the angel talking to a dog yeah and it's like it has got all of the it's got everything it's perfect it's perfect like they need yeah, to switch I, bodies sure... too at some point uh it's just like come on I think I think you nailed that. Pretty sure, yeah. This might have been a script that was written a long time ago. Uh, I don't know what, but Netflix clearly was like, "Yeah, we can make it for this much money, and it'll be fine." It's the director, <laughs> by the way, of uh, a lot of classic films. Um, it's the director of uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh my god! Which I guess is classic. One of the Three Musketeers, The Mighty Ducks, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's <laughs> Dead critters and cody it's the director of bill and ted's excellent adventure dave what do we uh, what, what do we do <laughs> i don't know man i don't know what to do with that information there's nothing this this guy is a career di- director i don't think he'd be insulted by us being like what the fuck is this yeah um i think this person just you know he he makes he directs movies yeah, he, he does. knows how to do it he knows how to do what the, the, they need oh, and he'll man. do it yeah the last Ooh, the last like big movie he made was 101 Dalmatians, the live action one. The but yeah, not the Cruella. Not Cruella. Yeah. No, 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 the one from like the, again the mid 90s. Um, yeah. So I guess that makes sense why it looks and sounds like that. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I have to. So. Yeah, I gotta look up. Oh, 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 Dave. <laughs> What? What? Oh my god! Oh my god! So I don't know if listeners of this podcast are aware of movie night that 
they do. I'm sure, of course, you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Friday movie, movie nights, you watch a bunch of movies, and there's one in particular where you're like goofing around and like just m- messing around on like Amazon, I think Amazon Prime. Like, what what does this recommend? And then you sort of like go down the rabbit hole, and we got into uh, all the like the very generic like Hallmarky like these Christmas movies where the couple, the white couple on the on the on the cover. Uh, right. standing next to each other like oh this holiday at uh, the arbor day uh movies that they do uh yeah, 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 so yeah. the writer of this movie uh she has two other credits and they're one is winter love story and the other is my secret valentine and it's exactly those oh. covers it's those fucking movies like we probably wa- yes! we probably saw literally one of these movies in a thumbnail and like we can oh. watch this fucking piece of shit Oh my God! Yeah, look at these white people. Yeah, uh, oh, they love their in wine. Front of a fire, and they have a yeah. fucking dog. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they got their fucking book open. Oh. I love it. What the fuck God is this book? Damn. Wait, what the hell? <laughs> this cover. <laughs> They're holding a what book, the book in front he's of reading? a book called oh. Dragon Tooth by Elliot Summersby. Does that have any fucking thing <laughs> to do with this movie? Oh, yeah. What the right, hell? Everybody, everybody, stop! Everybody, stop! Okay, so I want to, yeah. Let's oh, I see, this I see, I see. That we're looking okay. at. It's for Winter Love Story. It's two. Okay, so I want to first note that the fireplace is way too high. Way too close. high. Way too high. There, it's two people sitting on a leather couch in front of a fireplace. Um, behind them, uh, they're they're very white. It's a Hallmark movie. They're very photoshopped. There's a dog. Uh, and yeah, why don't you describe the book that he's holding? So he's, that they're both reading they're together. Both, they're both reading this book, and I will explain why in a moment. They're both holding this book, and it's by the author Elliot Summersby. And it look it's called Dragon Tooth, and it looks like a fantasy novel about dragons and their teeth. It's uh, that's like that's it. I, that's all I can say. It looks it's like a generic Game of Thrones cover. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you why. Because Cassie has just published her first book, a rom com based on her divorce experience. To help a new wait, I, I'm already confused. To help a new writer along, <laughs> the publisher pairs her with the well-established dragon writer Elliot on a week-long book tour. Will they remain singles? So she gets forced to do a book tour with the author of Dragon Tooth. <laughs> Who is apparently oh, named Elliot yeah. Summersby? What a weird fucking cover! I don't know who this is. A fake. It's a. It's a fake book by a fake yeah. author in the movie. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna be interested in that if I've not seen this movie. Right. I'm gonna I mean, be now confused. That you've explained it. Now that you've explained it, it all makes sense. I, I like. It uh, makes sense in that. that. Like, I know why the book is present. But I don't know why they chose to put the book in the cover of the movie, because it, it's not—it's nonsense to me. Someone who hasn't seen the movie. I'm assuming because the producer said, "Hey, my nephew knows Photoshop," <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, great! Will he do it for like a hundred bucks?" And he was like, "Yes, he will." will we pop him and in then front the of nephew a, was like, "Enormous yeah, fireplace." I, I'll get this done in a half hour. That's what I'm assuming. Oh my god, I love it. This uh, is something else. Wow, what an amazing discovery. <laughs> that, yeah, you guys heard it first. Us, dis- Our discovery in the moment. <laughs> uh, for Afterlife of the Party. Afterlife on of Netflix. the Party. Uh, only on Netflix. Uh, Looks real bad. Yeah. All right. 
Good lord. <laughs> I'm, gonna move, I'm gonna move us forward. Please do. <laughs> uh, this is Scenes from a Marriage is the next trailer. Um, there seems to be a trend mm-hmm. where celebrities like to pretend to get divorced on camera. Yeah. It really it really does. You really nailed that. Uh, I saw that before I even watched the trailer. I was like, yeah, that's it. It's weird because it's like Jessica... also like – What was the other one called? Marriage Story? Marriage Story. This one's Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. There's also one – there's like the one with James McAvoy that's coming out too. That's uh... like a <laughs> – it's like a it's it's a fucking pandemic one oh, where it's God. like oh they're locked together in the pandemic. Um, Can see a lot of those soon. I'm I'm trying to look it up, but I don't know why. Uh, together called together. Together. Yeah, we. It's like I think maybe Marriage Story. After that, people are like, oh, let's greenlight a bunch of these. Oh or something like man, that. the characters know. are named he and she. Oh, in um, in together, not in together. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, I knew that. That's a real bummer. What art they're doing? God. Yeah. Fucking high school (laughs) shit. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's weird because also like, uh, and you know, it's fine. It looks like they're good actors acting, um, you know, doing doing, doing their acting. I don't know if you saw Marriage Story. Did you see Marriage Story? I didn't see Marriage Story. I thought it was good. Uh, It seems good. They can be good. They can be good. Um, And it does seem like, but it is like. Oh, it seems like only scenes with them two and maybe their daughter. Um, and yeah. it was interesting because also the trailer. Uh, I forget exactly the phrasing. Let me find it. But in the the, because it is just marriage story, but it's called scenes from a marriage. Right, um, and it's longer. It's, it's a mini series. Oh, a mini series. All right. Because um, there's there's this text in in the trailer that starts with uh, the word story, and it's like, story of. It's like, man, you really wanted to fucking call this marriage story. Marriage story, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, a story about love. And I was like, don't say story about marriage. Cause you're like, <laughs> too, it's too close. Too close, guys. Uh, but yeah, it looks fine. Oscar Isaacs uh, and Jessica uh, Chastain are talented. I didn't mean Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I meant Oster- Oscar Isaac is. Then I added Jessica Chastain's name. Sure. I do that. I do that um, naturally. I always call him Oscar Isaacs, but I don't mean to. Uh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because it seems that seems right. It seems right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. I. I think we're on. Uh, we're on the same page here. Where it's like this could be good. Um. They're both very good actors, but the overall genre is like, ah, oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But again, it could be good. It could I be mean, good. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I could watch a mini series worth like Merit Story alone. Like just those two hours was like, oh Christ, I am. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty I, draining. I, I am yeah. tired. Yeah. yeah. So like. Oh yeah, you're you're hitting on some real emotional truths there that I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of watching it for five episodes, <sighs> like I don't know, man, put aliens in it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do something. Maybe do something. there are. Maybe I, it I takes like, like an real, annihilation yeah. turn. Who knows. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a real dummy saying it, but it's just like this is this is a movie. This should be a movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, uh, let's move I didn't on realize to... it was a, a a series. Neither that, did that's I. Like too it much. just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it should be, but I don't know. Maybe they got a lot to say. Maybe, Maybe. that they got. I don't know, man. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This next thing is also a mini series. It is called. Dope sick. This is uh, Michael Keaton fighting the mm. pharma company. Fighting pharma. 
Um, yeah, uh, this, uh, I don't know. Uh, I did, again, I didn't realize it was a miniseries. Um, they never tell you. They never they tell, tell you. Everything looks like a movie these days. Yeah. Um, and they've got, like, you know, movie actors in them. Uh, yeah. The next movie that we're going to talk about, I thought it was a miniseries, but it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a weird trend, but I don't mind it, which is that, yeah, TV and movies are just, they're the same level now. So, like, it's just, I really like miniseries because sometimes you don't need to be uh, six seasons. Yeah, yeah. But other times you need more than two hours. Exactly. Bam. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's just I wish it was made more clear when they t- mm-hmm. when they tell me that a new thing exists like yeah. this is tv that you're gonna watch or this is a movie you gotta go see um, every trailer should start with a black screen and white lettering saying what it is yes with maybe like a voice a booming voice saying mini series and then it begins exactly uh well. <laughs> that would be so jarring every time <laughs> mini series and then like the trailer yeah. music starts uh yeah this looks pretty fine though um i will say it's kind of i'm there's, it's not like a trend. It's just a thing that happens every once in a while where, like, a, th- a, a big important thing is uh, made about, like, a, a, a an industry that has, like, destroyed lives and killed people and, uh, and don't face consequences. And it's, like, a thing about that. And it's like, yes. But then, but then what happened? They kept getting away with it, but we made this movie about it? <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it, I, I love a good thriller. I love... Like this does this actually as a story this interests me because yes. I'm like ooh look at all this intrigue mm-hmm. uh, and everybody's so serious uh, and for the same reason I like all the president's men or Spotlight the problem is that like in the case of Spotlight it's like and nothing happened right you leave <laughs> uh, and you're like almost okay. nothing well yeah there's this weird feeling now where justice is like. You know, oh well, he didn't get impeached, but man, that mini series right, is like, be right. real uh, This damning mini series is like, well, damning to yeah. what? Uh, life of getting away with it, or yeah. Um, also, I will say it's, it is like the thriller aspect is. Uh, I, I I'm very intrigued. I'll probably watch it. it looks really good. Uh, a little too much blom in this trailer, for my taste. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they, yeah, they, I can see they that. really went hard on the bloms. But yeah. Yeah, I I can see. I have a I think a greater tolerance for the bombs, but it it definitely has a lot of them. I just hope. Yeah, I hope it's. I don't know. I I, I yeah. I, it looks. It's like. It's got the the dad porn vibes. Where if it was made up, the story, it'd feel like a like a '90s thriller. Mm-hmm. Which is my jam. Right, right. Um, I'm I'm almost like distracted by the fact that it's about a real problem. Right, 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 like, right. Yeah. Like you want to be watching the net or something, but like yeah. it's like uh, so the real shit going yeah. on. Real people died and are dying, and yeah. There's also a weird trend lately. Like there's a couple like Liam Neeson style um, action films where it's like one man against the pharma company, and it's like a fictionalized action. And so, like, pharmaceuticals, like, I feel like all these got greenlit at the same time, where, like, the producer saw Martin Screlly on TV, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, God, we need to make this the villain of a yeah. bunch of things. We hate pharma now. We and, gotta, yeah. Yeah, and it, it is that feeling of, like, kind of the same way, like, like a movie like Chain Reaction was, like, 
oh, it's the, it's, you know, oh, they don't want fusion power or like where it was like the oil industry mm. where it's like bittersweet because it's like, like we're saying they got away with it. So like we're making these weird fantasies where they don't. Right. Yeah, something. exactly. Like, yeah, either fantasies where they don't or just like depressing things where they do. And that's the end of the thing. Yeah. And then like, or, like call it. Yeah, they do. But there's like a moral victory. Right. And then like, okay, so I guess maybe the actor uh, who is in it will get an award. And when they go up to accept the award, they'll give it a short little speech about the subject of the movie. Right. It's like, okay, well, thanks. Cody, have you watched the trial of the Chicago seven yet? No, I can't. Oh, I've heard, oh, I've heard God. enough about it. I think from you. And I don't think Probably. I can. Damn it. I, didn't I they, just, they yeah. like, they like everybody claps, right? That's the, the way yeah, that they it's, it's this, it's this same thing where it's like, and then everybody clapped and then the, like the post like, or pre credits, like, you know, the text that shows up, this is like what happened to everybody is like so bleak. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. And then they lost and right. And right. Everybody, everybody clapped yeah. and then they lost. But everybody clapped. And it's just like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, it's exactly what we're talking about. It's someone like fantasizing about a uh, trying to find justice, yeah. but not even. Yeah, yeah, justice fantasy. Um, and yeah, but, and then, but, it's like but the, then not even, it's right? Below like, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like just be happy with what you get. Like that's what it yeah. is. Which is like awareness. Yeah. That yeah. said, I still fucking love this stuff, and I don't know. I. It, the people making this, it's not like they can go out and arrest the pharmaceutical companies. So, like, this is all they can do. Oh, yeah. No, that's well, that's the other part of it where it's, it's like, not, but yeah, I it's guess it's technically fault. good that people will see it and know. Uh, like, again, like, I'm just, like, un- unmockingly awareness. Right. <laughs> right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. It's, again, it's just, it's not the filmmaker's fault. It's, like, a reminder of the terrible world yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exists within i don't know but i also uh love mr keaton uh will enjoy him acting doing some acting um yeah he was also in spotlight he was also in spotlight uh he is also uh the best cameo on 30 rock which is a mighty feat i would say um my personal opinion oh yeah um uh yeah uh always doing something different um, which I also appreciate. He's never like, I'm doing this thing and this, this is my deal. Um, it was kind of, yeah. Right. Good job, Michael Keaton. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, I really want to talk about this next trailer. Mm-hmm. Yes. please. Uh, cr- this has actually been around for a while. It just like, I just never got around to it because, well, this is the trailer for cry macho. Man. Uh, this is directed by Clint Eastwood. This is based off a book. Um, this had been, this has been, it was a book published in 1975 and they've been trying to make this movie for a very long time. Pierce Brosnan, Roy Schreider, Burt Lancaster, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger was all involved. In fact, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, it was greenlit, uh, and he had to postpone filming because he became the governor. <laughs> That's incredible. And then, um, and then uh, he it was canceled in 2011 because of the scandal involving him. Mm. Um, 
And so, yeah, this is about Clint Eastwood, of all people, helping a young Mexican boy escape Mexico into Texas. Seems like it, yeah. Um, and he tamed horses. Tamed horses. Uh, so a lot of stuff about, um, uh, not to give away the movie, but being macho. Yeah. Um, I swear to God, man, that trailer... It does not look make me want to see the movie. Like no, the no. fucking monologue all, is like so. Like I guess I don't need to see it. Like you're just like doing this like weird. It's like that uh, that UCB sketch of like I was in Star Wars. I had the titular line in Star Wars, and it's him saying like, yes. "Wow, I just can't wait to get done with these all these Star Wars." It's like, and it's like these Star Wars, and it's just like this monologue about like being macho, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I I get it, I get it, man. You did not need to do this. <laughs> it's uh, I'm really curious why they tried to make this for so long, because that makes me think, oh, it must be a good story. But then the fact that it was written in like 75 yeah. and like they've been trying to do it for so long makes me think maybe it was a good story. And now we've come so long that maybe it's not. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. And yeah, maybe like the like it was. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there. Maybe that monologue is in the book, and it was like really good back then. But it's just too much now. And yeah, that, when you said it was uh, based on a novel from 1975, I was like, oh, that's that's why. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood was actually um, supposed to be in this movie in 1988. Good lord, <laughs> that's how long they've been trying to do this. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, man. Also, he's so old, and so, like, it's weird that in 1988 we were like Clint Eastwood, and now, you know, this many years later, they were, like, still Clint Eastwood, and it's like, really? Yeah, it is real weird that he's playing the character. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it Yeah, the, I was, it just seemed like, shouldn't you have done this? <laughs> just... <laughs> Movies, movies know. are so uh, fucking silly. Because uh, like watching, I was like, shouldn't you have made this like thirty years ago, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently, yes, should have. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this is gonna be. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever find myself watching it. Clint Eastwood is kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just yeah. And like. <laughs> After Gran Torino, watching him with this, like, y young Mexican boy now, and I'm like, oh, great. That was the other thing, too. Like, like, say a bunch of, is, uh, is it going to be about how saying racist stuff is fine? Like, as long as you're like, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing about this. Nothing about this trailer made me interested in watching the movie, and it actually made me confused why the movie existed. And also, again, I thought it was a miniseries. <laughs> right. It actually looks kind of low budget, too. Mm -hmm. Like it, like that's I think why you thought it was a miniseries because it just looks like a little. It looks like a miniseries, but not on like a main channel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a, so, it's like a, uh, like an AMC miniseries or something. Like it's not quite yeah. HBO. It's not. Well, not to say that like AMC doesn't have amazing stuff on it, but like there's a television quality to. It, it's like it felt like, like a mini series from like 2000. Right, it's got like a prestige like, yeah. TV feel from a decade or two ago. Uh, yeah, as opposed to like all TV now, more or less like, well, that could be a movie, that could be a show. Uh, this has like, yeah. oh, a show, a good show from like 2005. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to move us forward. Yeah, we don't need to uh, ever talk about this movie yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we never will. Um, this is a quick trailer. This is Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Um, uh, yeah. Explain yourself. <laughs> like, what, what's what, going what, on what, here? what the hell is this? This feels like like a trailer for like a Michael Moore movie where they're like, we're not allowed to tell you what's happening. Um, because that's the trailer. It's like, we can't, they say we can't show you the trailer. Yeah, uh, in the trailer. That's it. Uh, and then, and then the the text and the uh, in the description is just beyond the iconic hair, soothing voice, and nostalgic paintings lies a mystery that many have yet to discover. Yeah, and it's called um, Happy Access Betrayal and Greed. What the fuck is this about? Right, and like we can look him up. Like he has a Wikipedia. I know he was like a drill sergeant. Um, but there's there's like a few like lawsuits about the rights to his paintings, um, and it's more about like his son and after Bob Ross died. So what I'm guessing is that this is gonna piss a lot of people off when it's not Bob Ross killed a person. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but like if but wouldn't it be incredible? <laughs> it would be. I'm just I'm from this trailer. I'm like you're not telling us. I bet because it's not interesting. Exactly. Um, that's the other thing where it's like I'm mad. I'm I like that. I even talk about this now. I was mad at myself for being like, "What is this about?" Because it worked. Their marketing worked, but it's gonna be disappointing more than likely. Yeah, it reminds me of like there was a they had like a three part miniseries. There's a few that Sasquatch one on Hulu, mm-hmm. um, Evil Genius. They have a lot of true crime miniseries that at the end they're like so. Yeah, no twists. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you're like, you re- you really made it seem like this was going to be more intriguing than it was going to yeah. be. Right. It's like, and it's, I guess it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to top something like the Jinx, right? Where it's right. like the ending is like, I can't believe they got that. Uh, right. So yeah. Breaking news: I was just handed a note from someone who happened to be in the room while I'm recording that says stole his techniques from mentor who was also on public access. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, maybe I'm, I'm going to get sued now. Maybe I'm being set up. Wow. Uh, but Not I'm going to cool. read this out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So maybe it's about that. Uh, probably then, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, uh, it's a happy accident that he was the one that uh, got f- famous for the same techniques. It was a betrayal to capitalize on it, and greed got in the way. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Good job. Note handed we to solved Dave. It. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, final trailer. We saved this for last. Uh, this is Star Wars Visions. Yeah, uh, it is. And, and, and go. No notes. Cody, go. Um, I'm totally cool with this shit. Uh, this is the kind of thing that I'm sure there'll be good stuff and bad stuff, but it's ex- the exact kind of thing that should have been happening long ago with Star Wars specifically because again like we talked about uh, Star Wars has become a genre uh, and it shouldn't be it should be a universe in which many genres are welcome and I think that you should be able to go to people who love the source material or maybe don't and maybe aren't even familiar with it and go do a movie or a story 
in this universe. It's about because like the thing that people love about Star Wars, yeah, it's like the good and evil and the light and the dark and the Ewoks. It's just it's the aesthetics of it. Everything looks a certain way. We have these iconic images and the laser swords and the pew pews and the way the X like they're all these the iconic imagery. So do that, but then make your own story. Do a do a Star Wars noir. Do a Star Wars romantic comedy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so this is the exact kind of thing that uh, should exist. Um, yep. Looks good. Looks fun. What I, what, yeah, what bothers me is it's like this is how they're going to do it. Um, like it reminds me a lot of the Animatrix. Yes. Uh, which I That's really exactly enjoyed. exactly what I thought of, yeah. Um, and it's it's wild they didn't think of it before. The Animatrix cost about five million to make, and it grossed about seventy million. Yeah, it did. So it's it wasn't like a failure, and it's that works even better for Star Wars. And that's clearly what they're doing. Someone was like, "Hey, you know the Animatrix? Let's do mm-hmm. that for Star Wars." I'm guessing that's how the pitch went. Yeah. Um, and it's great, and it looks so good, and I wish any of the movies was like this yeah, yeah. or any of the shows no yeah the mandalorian is is pretty i would i give the the mandalorian there's a reason people love it it should be loved yeah it it's is good. the closest to this yeah, yeah it's the closest to being like yes finally um in a yeah. long long time and yeah it is it is more than anything i think just sort of disappointing that like it took giving it to people who had nothing to do with Lucasfilm or Disney or anything to do to come up with something interesting for it uh, and learn that, like, actually, nobody cares about the Skywalker family and the saga of the family. Uh, it's about this yeah. other stuff. And uh, aside from all the other massive, numerous problems that the new trilogy had and many star wars things have had in general uh with that and just being not being able to write all three at once or at least the idea at once and know how it ends and know what you're doing aside from all that um you're just aping the star wars you're doing like a star wars movie i think we talk about this where it's like there's a, a period where like George Lucas wasn't making at the beginning, he wasn't making a Star Wars movie. He was making movies based on his inspirations and right. and the things that he loved in this universe that he was creating. And then at a certain point, people stopped doing that, and they were like, "Well, we were making a Star Wars movie. Star Wars movies look like this, but actually, right. Star Wars movies look like whatever you want them to be because it's about this other, yeah." Right, to the point that they rejected they rejected every idea George Lucas had for the new films because it wasn't Star Wars enough. Right. It's like, um, well, that's a real thing that Yeah, happened. it's a real thing that happened. It's like but actually it is, first of all, because I made it, so it is. Yeah. But also because yeah, it's like do weird stuff. Do like whatever idea you have and film it like this. Film it differently. Uh, have a different tone, a different kind of music. You can do – you don't have to have like the John Williams score if you don't want, right? Like you can do right. even the themes that we're familiar with in a different style. Invent, uh, right. Invent new music. Invent new music. Entirely. Do like take the melody and play it on a fucking acoustic guitar, right? Like do like do anything <laughs> – with the right. images and tones and things that we're familiar with and make us unfamiliar with them. That's yeah. It's just, it's so, it's such a simple concept that, uh, you know, they, I guess maybe they learned 
Maybe they'll learn the wrong lessons from this Maybe too, though, learn. right? Like they'll, like even if this is successful, they'll probably learn the wrong lesson somehow. I don't even know what the wrong lesson would be, but they'll learn it. Yeah, I, they, it, it'll either not do as good as they want, or they'll be like, "That did great. Let's let's try nothing like that ever again." Exa- right? Exactly. Um, or like, oh, you know what they'll, or, or like what well, they'll do? They'll be like, oh, th- this did really great. Which one? Which is which installment did the best? Oh, this one did the best. Let's do five more of that. And then they'll just do right. like a continuation of the saga of the character from the one story that did the best of all of them. Uh, because that's how they fucking operate. <laughs> uh, Embarrassing I, stuff. Or, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I I was, for the other podcast I was doing with Jason, just reading Bob Iger's book mm-hmm. is just so many bummer things about the process that led to the new movies about yeah they they basically sent jj abrams over to george lucas's house to break his heart by being like so here's what we're doing and he had to learn like oh you're not doing any of my god uh that's how movies should be made that's how we get good stories yeah so this is i think the fact that this is it's it's like the the marvel doing what if it's them being like yeah we'll do it all in animation it's cheaper exactly we yeah. won't commit to any of this um it's like a little taste of what we could do that said this looks great it, it look, looks really cool yes, it does. <laughs> exactly. everybody should watch it it's it's just bittersweet i think um yeah it's still same with the mandalorian it was the same feeling where it's like oh yeah so it's like you know this is what you could be doing mm-hmm. But you're not doing it, <laughs> right? For the main, yeah, you're not doing it enough, and you're and like it's not just like you're not doing this. It's the thing you are doing fucking sucks. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Star look Wars. forward to it. Star Wars can be good. This shows um, vision, I guess, slight, slightly. Um, visions. Visions. It shows visions. Um. All right. Well, let's get into the news story. I love news stories. But first, we got. We have some people to thank. A um, uh, uh, big thank you to uh, Kool-Aid Molotov says, fill me with the blood of your billionaires and drink deep, my brothers. Um, also get better, Kool-Aid Molotov. I hear you're having some medical problems. I hope you're feeling good. Uh, just send in some love, love to you. And love um, and luck to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to, uh, well, Cody Johnston's time machine noise. I think we all can get behind that. Uh, thank you to Pete Forpagel. Uh, thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Uh, thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Sure. Do it. Thank you to the Midnight Patron, what patrons at midnight. Also, thank you to Exploding thank you. Runes. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome back, Tom Howe. Wow, egg on your face, Andrew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, also, I, Andrew wanted that only for one episode, so I'm changing it back now. <laughs> I just want you to know. Andrew, welcome back. Tom Howe. Uh, so <laughs> thank you to Vincent. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, thank you, uh, Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. DNA. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren Gucci. Thank and you. And thank you, Bootler Bootleson. Thank you very much. Let's talk about some news stories, starting with the fact that they're making a Field of Dreams TV show, Cody. God. On a scale of 1 to 10, 
How excited are you? I'm not even going to. There's no scale. There's no, like, one is too high. One means that I have an opinion, actually, <laughs> about it. And I have no opinion about it. You're not excited? I have you have when was the last time you watched Field of Dreams? Probably like 20 years ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um it Here's... it doesn't it's never uh I don't even remember this movie. Uh it was never on my list of movies of like we watched this or like Yeah, it was never like really on my radar beyond it seemed kind of boring. <laughs> but Right. Oh, man. I mean it's one of those genres where it's like we don't make well i guess we technically do make movies like this but not like this whereas this is the type of premise that would be like that first netflix the afterlife of the party like it's such a weird Mm -hmm. it it would be like a it would be like a comedy like a wacky comedy now but it's like a it's like a fucking drama about a guy who builds a fucking baseball field because he hears a whispering voice telling him to mm-hmm. uh that's so fucking weird right it's like uh it would be it would look like evan almighty right yeah it would look like yeah exactly um and so like and in fact it's the same writer as ghost dad i just learned oh, uh looking it very up. weird All uh, right. <laughs> uh it, weird but that makes sense because he's writing weird shit yeah, yeah um and field of dreams also has a ghost dad in it that's true but i was wondering how it could be a tv show and i'm thinking about the fact that i don't think they'll do this but if you i i'm sure you don't remember the end of field of dreams right um isn't that when the the ghosts come out to play that is the thing that happens but the very end because there's this whole thing about how he's losing all this money at the farm because he built a baseball diamond is that thousands of people from across the globe or across the country rather feel drawn to the field and it ends with this line of cars coming to the field because there's a spiritual massive spiritual connection to this ghost baseball field Mm -hmm. and when you think about like the darkness that'll happen when america has to switch its religion to like baseball It's like a baseball god religion. Like that would be what happens after yeah, that. Like what's essentially what you're watching is the start of a baseball, a religious baseball cult. So that's what the TV show needs to be about. Like the, like America collapsing. Yeah, yeah. The because suddenly the proof of the after we have proof of the afterlife, but only around. But it's baseball, baseball stuff, right? It's uh, yeah, all yeah. the all the sort of like you know, uh, uh, crises that people will have like spiritual existential crises that so many people would have just by this little piece of information. Uh, and, right. and yeah, like what would the, like you'd have all this new iconography and, and uh, rituals uh, that everyone would do in a, a more cult like fashion because it's, it, it's baseball. Right. And we would have to like, we'd be like, okay, I guess the 10 commandments and everything is wrong. I guess God favors people good at baseball. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's like it's like um, uh, speaking of Marvel movies, uh, they'll never like address this because they can't, uh, and they would they just would not. But like the implication in Marvel, the Marvel universe, is that like religions are wrong or all correct, right? Because like right. Thor is a god, Th- Thor exists, and he exists. Yeah. Uh, he's like on TV, and he like hangs out with humans and stuff. So either like that's the one that nailed it 
or they're all right and there's like you know a they're like the christian god is also a character in the marvel universe um but i don't think that's true uh right. so you'd have people sort of realizing like well wait i guess i was wrong about everything and it's thor stuff now right <laughs> like i gotta pray to odin i guess um i don't know yeah I don't know. It, it really throws shit off. Yeah, they just. Yeah, I see why they don't in, include it. But it to me, it's more interesting if they did. If there was like religious Thor fanatics, you know. Yeah, no, it'd be very interesting uh, to see because I and, yeah. like that would happen with all of them, right? Like people would worship uh, like Spider Man oh, and yeah. like the Hulk There'd and be stuff, cults. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, around every one the of them. The cult of Hulk. Yeah. yeah, I would actually like Which to see one that. Which would a lot. you join? Which one would I join? Hmm. Yeah, if you had to join one. If I had to join one. Um, yeah, you don't have a choice. Damn. Uh, you know who would have the worst ones is Captain America, by the way. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, which one? Um, uh, without thinking too much about it, I would say someone like Thor, uh, because that he's like an actual god, and like I'm not going to join like the cult of like the teenager got bit by a spider, you know. <laughs> like yeah that's fair that's actually really yeah um and he seems he seems he seems just uh yeah he seems fine to, I don't know. to a point um so yeah like slim slim pickens there right when well, you got your hawkeye yeah. not doing that shit oh god cult, cult of, of hawkeye, hawkeye. what a, a bummer of, that is losers uh yeah doing like summer camp shit um yeah yeah maybe maybe thor i guess yeah um, I would do whatever one is most baseball like, I guess, because I'm, I don't know, I'd rather do this baseball stuff to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that seems a little more chill. Um, than a little, a little more. more. But you're also not because you're not worshiping a figure, right? Like if, it, like I said, Thor was like, so I got to pick a person. Whereas like Field of Dreams style is just like the idea of baseball, the game of baseball. Right. Uh, you're not worshiping a specific guy. It's not like, I gotta fucking pray to Kevin Costner now. Uh, no, you just gotta, like, you gotta have a catch every once in a while. Uh, because Kevin Costner would be the Jesus of this scenario, because he's the one who made it all happen. He did build it, and he suffered for it, too. He's also the one, yeah, he heard the voice of God telling him to make a baseball field, so. Damn. mm, Yeah. There's no, there's no right answers here. Um. So listen, yeah. Clerks 3 became, fil- <laughs> became filming. There's a cast pick. There is. Uh, Dante looks real they look angry. like them, but older. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dante just, yeah, he really, that actor, he's just like, I don't know. It, it's like here, weirdly but... menacing. It looks like he's like uh, uh, a... Lo- he's like a Scorsese. Yeah, character. I was going to say, like, it's a different movie that he's in. Um, I don't know if he's doing yeah. it on purpose or not, but... Yep. Rosario Dawson has just refused to age. Yeah, uh, very and- interesting to see her next to her <laughs> husband Dante in this yeah. photo. I guess. Well, that's that's the beauty is the way Kevin Smith casts, which I do appreciate, is that these are all like just like friends from mm-hmm. Jersey. Like that. Like I know they've done other acting gigs, but it was never like Not much. I mean, it's a- Clerks the cartoon show, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they mainly just do clerk stuff. So they're all just, like, regular people. And then she's just this gorgeous movie Incredible. star. It's very funny. Um, yeah. Uh, still going strong. It's very funny. Uh, that I, I I don't know. I'll probably fucking watch it because what else am I going to do? Um, yeah, what else are we going to do? Uh, 
he has this ability, Kevin Smith, to not be the best yeah. at filmmaking and storytelling, but he's so authentic that you're like, I guess I can't hold it against him. That's how it always has been for me, yeah. where it's, I, I, you know, I grew up watching Kevin Smith movies. Um, I think people our age did. Um, but, like, aside from that, there's a certain amount of, like, humbleness that he brings into everything he does and it's always like yeah i'm having fun with my friends and it's like hard to be mad yeah there's a little you know? there's a little charm too i mean especially when he has like the clerk stuff which is like yeah the the the, the real like this literally just my friends um yeah whereas yeah the other ones he's like i mean you know ben affleck was in there because he was ben affleck's friend too but like uh that's a that's a that's a handsome movie star not this fucking guy um and yeah, there's uh, it's I don't know, uh, there is some charm to it. I even like Randall. Uh, I think he's really funny. Um, when he does this kind of stuff, he's just not. They're not. Oh they're not yeah, like actors, but they get the job. Jeff done. Anderson, yeah. Um, I know there's like there's been some like weird drama between them. I think at some point, I don't know. I I don't know enough to really speak on it. But yeah, he clearly like this is it. Probably yeah. He just he just does playing Randall. Yeah, I mean he was uh, a, a powerhouse. Every ten years. The, uh, gonna mention the clerk's cartoon show again which is actually like oh, great yeah. it might be like one of the, the best of like the entire uh slew of work that kevin smith has done it's an the, amazing the show. clerk's cartoon is ahead of its time absolutely like it feels like adult swim uh but like before well i don't know if it was before adult swim but it feels like it belonged in that yeah absolutely lineup. it aired it aired on like CBS, which is why it only got like barely a season. It got like five episodes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but like really funny. Uh, again, like uh, Randall did a. It was they. They were all actually like really good actors in it. I think because it was a cartoon, so there's less pressure, and you're just doing the voice. Right. Um. So there's a lot of like just am... good readings and stuff and. I am now learning because I hadn't, I haven't listened or watched it in a while. That Alec Baldwin is yeah, in it. he's Leonardo Leonardo. It's great. <laughs> yeah, he's so fucking good at it. It's a, like a proto Jack Donaghy kind of. Um, yeah, I don't know how the timeline works out, but I think it's before Thirty Rock, and he's basically that guy, but way more evil. I guess. Um, is he? I think Leonardo Leonardo. I sort of remember from the comics too. He's like the evil landlord, right? Uh, he's a. Uh, he basically has like a rival. Or he's he like runs the yeah. Town? He's, he runs the town in the sense that like. Uh, there's like a rival it's not a rival quick stop but it's like across the street is like the convenience store that's like walmart it's like he's the walmart of leonardo right, basically right 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 um god damn yeah. charles barkley was all oh over charles it. barkley was in so much of it is so good <laughs> they did like these black magic uh tags at the end and stuff uh jesus christ you know all right so this was made in 2000 2001 i just looked it up um fucking brian cranston was in it oh my as various voices oh hell yeah i did not that's amazing what <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i have to watch a lot of these again uh yeah me too it's really good uh yeah 30 rock was 2006 so like yeah it's uh even the joke even a lot of the jokes i think are very similar to that type of humor uh it's yeah it's very i remember that jokes being kind of abstract too mm-hmm. uh, like ra- rapid fire know, who- kind of stuff like uh kind of airplaney a little <laughs> bit yeah, um, who's driving the car? Bears, Bears driving the car, yeah. car. How could that be? Yeah, da- yes. da- Dante, we found this message in a bottle. Then throw it away. Uh, so good, <laughs> uh, great stuff in there. Uh, they should yeah, just make that. Their honestly, first, 
their their first episode was a clip show. That's so yeah. good. Um uh yeah, so I don't know. I, I wish them all the best. I hope Clerks Three is fun. Yeah. Me um, too. Did not realize yeah. that they actually made a Jane Silent Bob reboot. Um Oh, it's terrible. It? And I enjoyed okay. it. <laughs> I enjoyed it and it's terrible. It's so all right. It's so meta to the the universe yeah. that Kevin Smith has created that it's a, it's all inside jokes to the point huh. that the movie is fundamentally broken as a film um, because if you don't know anything about Kevin Smith, it's just gibberish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Maybe I would half enjoy it. <laughs> then. Yes. If you if you know if you know all the references if you know the universe then it's like this is delightful. Yeah. Oh, this cameo, that right, cameo. All oh, in I remember it and stuff. that joke. Yeah. 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 But, like, as a film, it is, like, you could never sit someone down and be like, watch this as a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was still delighted by it, but, you know. Right, right. Like, it's I, I, I would never imagine that something called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot would be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. fun, I'm sure. Fun times. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Well, final story. Uh, this is bringing it back all the way to the start. Anthony Mackie is going to star in Captain America 4. Um, okay. We've sort of said all we had to say. Uh, is there anything about this? I, I um, You didn't watch You didn't watch the I show, didn't want, did I didn't you? I watch the show. Um, okay. I mean, I, I guess I will eventually when this movie comes out to yeah. like keep up and stuff. Um, but like, I don't know, whatever. I assumed, right? Yeah. I knew that he turned into Captain America by the end of the show. Yeah. And, and that um, was clear, it was clear at the end of Endgame. Like, yes. No one was confused a, about who would be Captain America next. Right. That That's the thing about the show is it, it basically he gives him the shield at the end of Endgame. And ca- and the, the show starts with him going, I don't want to be Captain America. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and then it ends with him going, I'm going to be Captain America. So it's like, oh. Uh, so what what happened at the end of Endgame? So like literally nothing changes. Again, it's nothing changes for the characters. It just ends. Also, he gets a new suit and it looks terrible. I have seen the suit. Uh, it does just not terrible. look good. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. But yeah, the in terms of the characters, the continuity, yeah, completely psh, nothing. Just like why? Oh, his suit actually reminds me a little bit of the uh the robot character in the new Bill and Ted movie. Yes. Right? Like weirdly. Yeah. Like there's a weird texture yes. to it and like the white of it. Like, I don't know. There's something about. It, it looks. Yeah. It looks like it's from the 2000s. Like it looks like it's from like the Schumacher Batman. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 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 Where it's like the weird rubber outfit. I don't know. Yeah. It's odd. But, you know, it's it got to be different um for the for the pe- for the people for the nice people yeah um, um all right. yeah my well, response to that story stories. like i saw that trending the other day and i was like okay and that was the end of it it's <laughs> like what else can you say yeah like, pretty much <laughs> uh, yes no like, i mean yeah good good for him we all i think we all expected this yeah, yeah. peter parker is gonna be spider-man in the third spider-man movie oh fucking cool guys you don't Great. say yeah good shit um, all right. Uh, we got some more uh, producers to thank. Thank you to Tux. Thank you, Tux. 
Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you to, oh, great, it's that guy. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Vaccinated Man, Andrew McGuire. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. God. Tip Drizzle. Tip Drizzle. Tip, 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 drizzle. Tipple, tipple, The old drizzle. tipple of the drizzle. All right. Uh, thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank, thank you, you to Mrs. Voidus. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Yeah. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to David Knifeboot Hinson, MBA, Knife CPA. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you to vaccinated Jay. And <laughs> thank, thank you. you to Pie Guy. Woo! Oh. oh. We did it. Yeah. Cody. Yes. Cody. Yes. Cody. Yeah. I need to tell you. Yeah. About a movie okay. that deserves more hype. Really? I'm already pretty hyped about movies in general. You think it needs more okay. than the standard amount of hype? One more. Just one more. One more movie. Okay. One more I'll movie. Get, I'll get a little extra hype. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, this is called Small Engine Repair. Uh, I'm not... I, I'm kind of on the, se- uh, the fence about it. Uh, the trailer is bad. Did you watch this I trailer? I did, and I also thought the trailer was bad. Um, um, it the first minute is just like it actually takes place in um, New Hampshire, but it's like dudes wait, with I Boston did not accents. Know it was in New I Hampshire. know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it looked like it looked like a direct DVD sequel to the town or something. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just doing Boston face, and they're just like, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, and there's there's like guy from uh, I don't know where came back home and everybody's happy and like the first minute is just happy dudes and like one of them has a daughter and I was really hoping it would just be that and then it would just end the trailer right, right. but th- uh, but this is actually so this is based on a play and it's about a group of uh, uh, dudes a bunch of r- roughnecks a bunch of will huntings uh, <laughs> <laughs> who who have a small engine repair company um one of their daughters is that they all love and they're they're all rooting for is like going to law school and she's making it out not like these fucking you know the, the these these motherfuckers uh and then they one of them brings a guy to their hangout uh who in and he clearly intends on killing him and he wants everybody to also kill him and I think the implication is that he did something to this girl. I think it might have to do with cyberbullying um, because that's a lot of reviews of the play. And it becomes this like weird dark thing where they're like, are we going to kill this guy or not? And it gets it, it all, I assume, takes place in the one garage because this was a play. Yeah, it seems like or like right outside the garage, right? <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody, you haven't seen a showdown at Sparrow Creek, right? That's correct. It gives me vibes of that, and that's a movie you should see that also deserves a lot of hype. It's already out. That's about a militia in, like, Oregon 
like not good people and it all takes place in their hideout and there was a mass shooting um and they think it was one of them who does it and it's this them trying to figure out who amongst us just did this mass shooting Mm. um and it's really intense and you know you can't stop watching it you don't really like anybody that's what this reminds me of because it's a play and it uh, from what i can tell it's like very like psychological thriller i hear the movie adaptation expands it a bit um to actually expands the the female characters um the movie is specifically about as they say in the trailer toxic masculinity and and you know i guess cyberbullying internet stuff okay um what do you think um yeah i well that's i guess why the trailer was a little confusing to me cuz like like you said the way it's set up is tonally you know whatever they want to make you feel safe and they're like actually here's what the movie's about but like i only got the toxic masculinity stuff from the fact that it said so in the trailer <laughs> yeah like it said that and then it attributed the quote to lena dunham and i'm like okay is it like where what are you talking about um the, yeah the, again can't stress the the trailer is really bad um yeah um it's uh, like it, the way you're like describing it sounds interesting and like if people say it's good and like I'm, you know, I like, uh, you know, a good a good adaptation of a play that is able to make yeah. things like really like engaging and interesting, um, and sort of expand via the new format that it's in, but maintain like the the good parts of of, of plays. Like, um, yeah. So I don't know. It's it should yeah it, it should be noted. This was the play was launched in 2011. It was delayed because of COVID, and all the reviews are saying this is really good. Yeah. So that's, the movie that's the movie was delayed because COVID, point. not the play. Um, otherwise, I'd be like yeah. investigate that play and find out why they knew about COVID in 2011. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, John Bernthal's in it, and he's the king of like playing toxic masculinity characters. He was uh, he was the Punisher. Is he the guy? Uh, okay, okay, he's the guy that. Wait, maybe him. He's one of the guys. One of the guys looked like uh, the uh, the barstool sports guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Maybe. Uh, oh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Shane. Dead. There we go. Yeah, That's yeah, why. Yeah. From the from yeah, the yeah, one yeah, season he... of The Walking Dead that I watched. Right. <laughs> that is still happening, that show. It is. I saw a trailer for it and I was like, what the who is watching still this? Still going on. Um Yeah. But point is, everybody check out this trailer. I wish I could say it's a good trailer. <laughs> um yeah. I wrote it off I wrote it off at first and then I looked into it a bit and I was like, This actually looks kinda compelling. Yeah. Um it deserves more hype. It's coming out September tenth in theaters for some reason. That is uh, just in time to celebrate 9-11. So. Hyped for both. Hype. Hype. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think that's an episode. That's it, I, Cody. I couldn't agree more. I think it's happened. Wait, you could do I, more? No, I, could, I couldn't agree more. I could do, I oh, could do could more uh, if there are other movies. <laughs> I love I love that. All right, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's, get another, let's get another 20 minutes. No, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on. Um, you should plug stuff, stuff that you are doing and you want to do. Oh, sure. And want to say. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, uh, always. Yeah. Thank you for hosting. Uh, always too. so f- much fun uh, to be on this show and talk to you and also Tom, who is not here. 
Um, Woo! I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm online. I got things. Uh, we do a show called Some More News. <laughs> uh, Dave uh, writes for it. And uh, uh, that's the thing. And we have a podcast called Even More News and another podcast called Worst Year Ever. Um, I'm in a couple of bands. We don't have music available. So check that out. Um, and uh, I think that's all the things I could possibly say. Cody Johnston is my name. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah. You know? I guess I should tell people about... Uh, uh, we have a Patreon, myself and Tom, patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Uh, you can go on there, find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motor is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama. Uh, if you go to gamefullyunemployed.com, that'll link you to our, our shirts, our merch page. We got some hot merch for you. Uh, so check that out. Every Friday night, we watch movies with our patrons. Um, that's the, 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 the night of when this podcast comes out. We've been watching the Twilight Woo. films. Woo. So, you know. Oh, you're, uh, you're that's on. That's exciting. Are, you're on the Breaking Dawns, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to hop, I'm going to hop on tonight. I think. Fuck yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um, well, that's it. Say, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.